Welcome inside season three of the postcast. I'm Ross Levitan alongside Brandon Piller and the Martian breaking down Ottawa Senators games right after they happened. Tonight, the 2023-24 season started with a thud. It was an exciting game, but it was a 5-3 loss in Carolina. The Hurricanes have won five season openers and the Senators again fighting to come from behind early and get back into the win column. Pilsy, as we start these off, your first thoughts on the first loss of the year. Well, first off, welcome back, boys. The postcast is back. Season three. I'm seeing a lot of familiar faces in the chat. Good to have everyone back. Wish we could be celebrating a dub. But as we say, the postcast is for venting when you lose and vibing when you win. So come vent with us, everybody. This I don't, I don't know about you guys, but the biggest story for me in this one is this team went balls to the wall in the, in the first period, and they looked great. They were getting chances. They were playing physical. They were playing fast. And then about, I don't know, Martian halfway through the second period, you could tell the legs on the boys were starting to get heavy. The Carolina Hurricanes were outmatching them. They outshot them heavily. Poor frustration and lazy penalties throughout the game cost them and this would have been a game where it would have been nice to have 12 forwards that's all I'm gonna say yeah he just bled exactly into what I was gonna go off of there Pilsy not having that extra forward definitely was you know one of the reasons why the Sens looked like they ran out of gas I feel like guys like Batherson and Kachuk were, were taking shifts on the fourth line which actually looked pretty good by the way I, w- I might add um, you know Parker Kelly had a good game but Man, definitely, uh, you know, I, I I saw them looking good in that first period. I'm like, okay, these are the new Sens. They're looking pretty solid here. Very well-rounded, nice defensive game. And then, you know, they just collapsed halfway through that second. And then they brought the hope right back in for me there with that two-goal spurt within 45 seconds of each other, I believe it was. And 35 seconds, yeah. Okay, 35. And, and man, I, I was like, okay, we're, we're right back in it here. And then uh, hope was quickly lost once again there. So, tough one. Shorthanded goal for Parker Kelly. He gets on the board for the first time since last January. And for Matthew Joseph, it was his first even strength goal since last year. So two guys who have been struggling to put the puck in the net to finish off last season were able to get goals for Ottawa. Uh, my first note, though, in this game, boys, Timmy being strong on his feet, draws a penalty to Pesci. I was like, okay, that's the Timmy I want. Like, be strong, fight through it, and earn your penalties rather than, you know, maybe the Bambi legs a little bit. And I thought that it was quickly taken away with a couple bad penalties for Timmy tonight. It was kind of a give-and-take game because he scored a goal. It was kind of like, you know, that superstar burst that teams get. Parker Kelly scores, as you guys mentioned. It was so quickly after, and it's like that's the type of game-breaker the Senators needed. Martian, I want to go to you to the uh, – actually, no, I got to go to Pilsy because he picked the mask in, in the ring of honor. You know, we're a goalie-friendly show. Jonas Corposalo, your thoughts on his game, his Senators debut. Look, we were talking about who our Sen Central uh, standouts were going to be right about, I don't know, a little bit into the third period. And I was mentioning I was looking at Corposalo because he had looked good. He His glove looked great at the start of the game. He had that big save on the penalty shot. I thought he was really in the zone. And then the end of the third period, those two goals, that's a tough one. Like that that fourth goal, which ends up being the game winner, Martian. He went with the Patty Laleem reaching the glove over to try to stop a blocker save. And then after the goal, he's like looking at his equipment like, is there, is there a hole here? What, what happened there? It's like, 
maybe try the blocker on the blocker side. Sure, your glove's hot, Corpy, but on blocker side, we use the blocker. That's uh, That would be my advice. On the third angle, and when it you have to look at this many, it shows how slight it may have been. I think it goes off of Batherson's stick and kind of ramps up. I don't know if he's expecting it to come high. Doesn't I, matter. I don't want that left hand reaching all the way across the body, Ross. I think you're right, Ross, but it came like the deflection came so far out. He should have had a little bit of time to at least react to that. That blocker side is something that we need to keep our eyes on, fellas, because the glove hand looked fantastic, especially in that first period. Looked he great. was robbing guys with that glove. He was dialed in. He was catching everything. There was no rebounds. And then next thing you know, this they start shooting a little bit more on that blocker side, and, and two high risers get him. Yep. Tough. I'm looking at the chat right now, and, and there's a lot of differentiating opinions. Some people just saying, oh, here we go again. And for others, it's like, okay, let's be realistic here. The Carolina Hurricanes are the FanDuel favorite to win the Stanley Cup. No team has better odds. The favorite? Wow. That, that's the type of team you're going up against. And we saw it come in waves in the second period. After the Senators got uh, got their legs going, I felt midway through the game, there was kind of a, a switch that went off and, and they just went, went off from there. I'm trying to see exactly where, where I had it with uh, three minutes left. So after they got that third penalty, the one where Martian, you tweeted out the clip of the Stutzla hit that penalty killed right after it. Momentum was gone for pretty much the rest of the game outside of that stretch. Yeah. I feel like they were like just steady the entire game. Right. Whereas the Sens were riding the highs and lows of the game. I, I feel like the, the Sens highs were a little bit higher and their lows were lower, but Carolina just kept cruising, you know, just as a veteran team would do, right? Just really good hockey all the way through, and they just stuck with their game, and, and that's how you get wins in this league, I guess. So, Sens could probably learn something from that. I think just maybe not riding the emotions too much. And that's a veteran team. That's the Carolina Hurricanes yep. for you. They're, they're a solid, solid team, and that could have been 3 nothing if it weren't for Freddie Anderson in the first period. I thought the Senators had a ton of chances that didn't go in. Drake Batherson hit the post early in the game, and, I man, I thought he was going to get one. I had my Drake Batherson three-plus point prop, and uh, it just did not happen tonight. And it's unfortunate, but I, I'm, I'm still kind of – like I mean, I'm still looking forward to the home opener. I still obviously it's oh, way too well, you gotta be. Come yeah. on, <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, it's one game. I know. I'm done with the season already. This sucks. Everybody wants to overreact. It's just the first game. It's a super long season. I know it's easy to just be like, "Well, here we go again." But I mean, we just gotta chill a little bit here. Some guys have bad games. We're missing those two centermen. Let's just cool the Jets. Everything's gonna be fine. What do you guys think? I, w- I want to get your take on this because I'm seeing it pop up a lot in the chat. And I'll get get to your question after, Adam. A nice to call back to last season. Boys, I'm uh, I'm a little surprised with 11 forwards that Vladimir Tarasenko played 12 minutes in this game. Uh, looking at his play, I'm not surprised. <laughs> he looked not good out there. And... The one thing about Tarasenko is you hear so much about his wrister. It was the end of the second period. Four seconds left. He's speeding down the wing. I'm like, all right, he's going to try to rip one on net here. And then he goes in with a weak backhand and then bowls over Anderson. Like, what a waste that was. The old one-handed muffin, eh, Pilsy? Yeah, like that, that really upset me. He looked a step behind the entire time. Like, 
I don't know. For the hired gun that ends up ruining your entire cap situation, that was not a good look, and Pierre Dorian uh, would have wanted a, a better start for Tarasenko, that's for sure. My theory with him is that, I mean, I don't think that he's the most in-shape player that there's ever been, so I, I feel like it might take him a few games to just get up to speed, you know? just And I think being on the third line is kind of one of those things that kind of like just on paper being on the third line, it's it's not a very big motivator for him. He sees Rourke Chartre as his center, and he goes, "Hey, I mean, don't I, get he, he had a good game. Yeah, yeah you sure, look good out there. Sure, yeah, but I mean, come on, like you, you look at that on paper, and you, you can't be overly excited. I mean, the other way around, though, Rourke Chartre is going to look at his line mates and go, "Holy, these are two legitimate NHL players I'm playing with here." So, I don't know, man. I I feel like Tarasenko is just going to take a little while to get going. I still hold faith in that signing. So, so do I, Martian. It's just when that's the guy that put us in this pickle, as Michael Anlauer would say, it's not, it's not a great look. You want a little more out of him to get going. Yeah, you really do. Like You didn't give him $5 million to say, hey, but if you show up by December, January, that's cool, man. He yeah, that's the cold. issue. But, but I do agree with what Martian's saying. Like He's one of those guys. He's a veteran. He's not known for his speed, but I would have liked a little more. As I tweeted out yesterday at Send Central, it's like, Boys, Pierre Dorian needs Vladimir Tarasenko to have a hot start based on the Shane Pinto situation that he put himself in by signing Tarasenko. And that's not on Vladdy. Vladdy has to play well because he's being paid to play well and a veteran on this team and a hired gun. They didn't get that tonight. No shots on goal, 12 minutes of play. And and when you're you're in the offensive zone with the puck on your stick less than Rourke Chartier on your own line, not a good sign for Vladimir Tarasenko, but it is still early. That's a bit of an overreaction. Game one sends lose to a cup favorite, a team that made it to the Eastern Conference final last year. I'm trying to toe the line where I don't think it's like an excuse. It's more of just like, you know what? Get the next one because we mentioned Pelzi this morning. Sends have a five-game homestand coming up, and there's no excuses that they have to win, I think, four out of five. Like with the teams coming in, I don't think four to five is crazy to say. No, I, I agree with you, Ross. And look, this, I kind of had this game as a scheduled loss. It sounds bad to say. I would have liked to get the one point. It looked like they were able to do that. That was my hope. But this is this is a game where you're not set up for success. You're on the road, cut favorite, down, down a forward, first game. So it happens. Yes, it happens. Martian, you got something? Uh, no, I think I think we can move on to whatever was the next, Ross. Well, I got something fun. The Send Central standouts now with a beautiful visual aid. That's coming up next. We've got to say a quick word about our friends at the Glebe Central Pub, though. We're going to be at the Glebe Central Pub on Sunday. We're taking the shuttle to and from the Sends Lightning game, and you can too. For the low price of $17, you're able to go on the shuttle to and from the game. They drive you right back to the Glebe Central Pub. Head over GlebeCentralPub.com. I put the link in our description right here, and you can go see all the games that they have the Glebe Central Pub Shuttle for. It's honestly the easiest way to go to the game. Nothing worse than having to what, Martian, after the game? What do you do to get to the car? We run. But you don't have to at the Glebe Central Pub. They leave 15, 20 minutes after the game. Just smooth sailing. And to get to the game, an hour and 15 minutes before puck drop, that's 5.45 for a 7 o'clock game, so that there's no worries about getting to your seat in time for puck drop. So go check them out, Glebe Central Pub, GlebeCentralPub.com, and go visit them at 779 Bank Street in the heart of the Glebe. 
Today's episode is also brought to you by Jace Medical. Guys, the Jace case is crucial in times like these because it provides you with five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. All it takes is filling out a simple online form or hopping on a call with a physician. Get ongoing care from their physicians on treatment-related questions. Don't get caught unprepared. That's why there's the Jace case. It helps you in emergencies. They will handle everything from online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Save more than 360 bucks by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical Plus, an additional 20 bucks off using code LOCKEDON at checkout at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com, promo code LOCKEDON. Welcome back to the Locked On Senators postcast presented by Send Central and Martian Media. Make sure you're following the Martian on social media at Laleem's Martian. I'm at Ross Levitan. Pillsy's at Brandon Pillar One. The show is at Send Central. We have plenty to discuss on the show tomorrow as we turn our attention to a homestand that has become even more important than it maybe already was. We know home openers have the juices flowing, but they have to keep that energy going into the rest of the week. But what about tonight's game? There had to be some Senators that stood out despite being a 5-3 loss to the Carolina Hurricanes, a game the Senators were outshot 42-30. to Funny enough, Pilsy, when we were talking about this game earlier, we mentioned Eunice Korpisalik, hey, maybe he gets 38 saves and they steal it. He had 37 saves, but five went past him, so uh, they aren't able to get the victory here. Martian, your Send Central standout in tonight's game. Yeah, and I think uh, luckily I have the first pick here. This kind of reminds me a little bit of the Ring of Honor boys where we go around the table and, uh, you know, we make our selections. And I, I might add, I, I did become the Ring of Honor champion for the first time. I know that, you know, there was, never, there was never Stick a big taps. wrap up on that. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm, I mean, it reminds me of that, but I'm going to go with my first overall selection here with uh, Matthew Joseph, boys. I mean, he had a, for a guy who's been in the, all these trade talks and having such a bad season last year. I thought he was flying out there tonight very much like the way he was playing in the preseason, right? He had the goal and the assist, and both of them were really nice plays by him, the deflection in front for the goal and, you know, the hustle that he he, he had. I felt like he had so many odd man rushes that were created, you know, by himself. So for the assist, you know, he made that great block shot and then scooted scooted down on the on the penalty kill and made that, made that pass to Parker Kelly. Um, who did a great job burying that one. So I, I thought, um, you know, Matthew Joseph had a really good game. He had 17 minutes and, and 52 uh, seconds of ice time, which is uh, not a math guy, but at least five minutes more than Tarasenko, which is kind of funny, right? Um, but Matthew Joseph, I mean, he's getting a lot of flack online. He's getting a lot of flack. He's, his name is flying around in the media. And for him to just be able to ignore that and put all that aside, um, I think that, you know, that proves a lot about where he stands as wanting to be an Ottawa center. And if they can find a way to keep this guy, I'm, I'm not trying to go too far with the overreactions um, and still sign Pinto, then I'm I'm cool with that because he's putting in the hustle. And at the same time, too, I love I love the little bit of feistiness he showed with Tony D'Angelo on the sideboards there uh, towards the end of the game, too. So Matthew Joseph is my standout for tonight's game. And maybe this is a short-term solution, although it's centermen that are out of the lineup for Ottawa. But Martian, I, I feel like Joseph plays better in a top-six role when he's the third player on the line. I find he simplifies his game more. He just plays straight lines, goes. I know he did some of his damage shorthanded tonight. Uh, it was great playing uh, four minutes and 40 seconds, I believe, uh, in shorthanded time on ice. But do you guys like him better in the top-six or on the third line? 
Well, I mean, he certainly played better than Tarasenko, and I thought Kubalik had an all right game, but uh and that one chance right in front, that one timer, he was wide yeah. open. Yeah, that's that's one you like to bury in your debut as a senator, but I like it, Ross. And the thing is, he provides some speed on that line, which I think they really need. So not, I mean, Batherson's got some speed as well, but Joseph, he can really put the burners on and he showed that in this game. So for now, I, I like Joseph there. Mark yeah, he's fine as like, a, he's an, fine as an up, he should be the first guy who goes up and down, I think, in the lineup. But ideally, he's your third line winger, right? And I think even, you know, once they get Norris and Pinto hopefully back, it, hopefully at the same time, that'll be a huge boost. Um, you know, that third line is going to look a lot like a lot of teams' second line. You're going to have someone like, I don't know if it's going to be Kubalik, but you're going to have Pinto as the centerman. Um, so those are going to be, you know, three good lines up front. And Matthew Joseph should be able to produce and play that same style with with anyone, basically, in that top nine, I feel like. So it's good It's good to have a guy like that. He's very versatile, right? And that, and that penalty kill action is is solid, too. Sands went five for six, shorthanded. With a with a penalty kill goal, so uh, might be leading the league. We might be leading the league in penalty kill right now. Yeah, well, I know we're dead last in power play. Well, the the Canes are looking pretty good right now, Martian. <laughs> <Good point>. <laughs> <laughs> um, for my central standout, I'm going to go to a guy on the same line as Matthew Joseph. I thought Drake Batherson had a really good game. Now, this might be an example of. Similar to Corpusallo, a guy who had a really hot start and then didn't things didn't work out for him in the end. Although I wouldn't say Batherson had a bad game near the end, but he was really noticeable at the start of the game. He hit the post there. He was getting in the mix a lot. He ended up with five shots on goal by the time uh, everything was said and done. So he ends up really contributing to this office. I'm just trying to see if that led the team. Yeah, it leads the team with five shots on goal. So he was doing what he can to get in the mix there and. I thought he looked better offensively. You can really see his size out there. So in a game with some slim pickings, I like Batherson's game, especially at the start of it. Yeah, the start of it was what really got my attention peaked. I was like, oh, he's he's got a couple in him tonight. And um, he had a, a couple good, like, I'm going to get the puck back from you plays that he really didn't have in a lot of last season. I liked that yeah. from him. And I hope that that's a sign of things to come. Because if he's playing heavy, in the, in the neutral zone, especially when there's a turnover and he can just, you know, make it go the other way. Once again, that's when he's going to be at his best for the sentence this year. Um, it kind of waned just like the team did in the second half. So hopefully that can be sustained further and further. I thought Ridley Greg did an admirable, admirable job on that line as well, uh, with Joseph and Batherson, but, uh, won't be soon enough that uh, Josh Norris and or Shane Pinto can inhabit it. Probably not and, maybe or would probably work better there. I don't let's, think you're... Let's start with that, yeah. Let's take either, anything we can get. Yeah. Boys, Pilsy talks about slim pickings. Well, now I have the third Sen Central standout. I have no like, idea who you would pick. <laughs> I'm going with Parker Kelly. I, I love like that. Yes, yeah. right? And we've been harsh on Parker Kelly throughout the offseason. And training camp. What's he going to do to be a pest out there? Today, he was mixing it up, but that wasn't where he made his hay. He was unreal. That goal was a goal scorer's goal. Gets a perfect pass. No hesitation. Rips it on net. And I didn't see any immediate reaction. I didn't see the net move. I was like, did he like rip that like into the mesh? Like, where did that go? And then he sallied. So I was like, okay, here we go. 
Here we nice go. Nice Selly too. Like a guy who's done it several times. Like he was ready to do it. Like he had it planned, you know? He just got down that one knee. Like, yeah. I, I was thinking the opposite on that one, Marston. I was thinking really? that's a guy that hasn't scored in a while. Like he's got a lot of pent up Selly energy there. I think uh, he, he hadn't pumped. scored a goal in 30 games. Um, I Look, I feel like I always do this, but I want to tip my hat more to Joseph on that play. Like you get the block shot at the blue line and then you hustle down there. You beat out the defenseman. And then one thing I, I know this is your Parker Kelly standout, Ross. So I'm focusing more on Joseph. But one thing I like about Joseph is he seems a lot more patient than he was in years past. Like he was so quick to get the puck off his stick in last year. Whereas this year he waits, he waits, he hits that perfect pass. And then, Hey, Kelly gets the job done. Like, sure. That's a, your point blank you against the goalie but anderson was hot and you still had to beat him and that's a nice shot by parker kelly so definitely a good start to the season for number 27 and i mean those were your two top penalty killers up front it was joseph playing four minutes and 40 seconds it was parker kelly playing four minutes and 19 seconds and um contrary to what we saw in practice maybe it was because he was with the second power play unit while they were practicing but jake sanderson was out there on the pk with travis hamannick unfortunately he and Hamannick were way high on, I believe, the Tarasenko goal. No, it was the bunting goal because he walked out of the corner. Yeah. On both those goals, there was no Senators defenseman even in sight. Was it not Hamannick and Brandstrom for that goal? I, I I only remember seeing it once, so I don't, I don't know. But I'm pretty sure it was the two of them. Oh, yeah, I, I could be wrong. I've been wrong before, uh, Mark. Yeah, on that one, I believe it was Brandstrom and Hamannick that were out there for that. And they, they both kind of floated up into the slot. If I didn't um, – no, it was Sandy. We got oh, what? Okay, my mistake. Sorry, Ross. Joe Bell and Bayali. Oh, my first mispronunciation of the season. Heck Here yeah. We go. But hey, Sandy had a great game. Like out of the decor, he was probably the best. And if we're going to go kind of the other way from standouts, boys, overreaction time, Shabbat and, uh, and Chikrin were not good tonight. And like it wasn't just the dash three for Chikrin, the dash two for Shabbat. Like they did not look that comfortable together. No, it, it all for me, it all just goes right back to Shabbat having to play the right side. And you, you saw it on one of those goals where he just couldn't make an easy outlet pass. Yeah. He just like kind of flubbed one up the boards on his backhand. And that's the thing I've always been saying. Like you force him to his backhand, it makes the him making that play almost impossible. So um, that's what happened there. And then Timmy got it on the wall and he kind of he kind of chopped one up a little bit and he turned it over. And, and sure enough, it ends up in the back of the net. That's the kind of stuff that they need to like completely get rid of because that's like – to me, like to bring it back to goal, that's a double bogey. That's like you're you're not gonna you know come back from that almost. It makes your game's gonna be worse every time if you're doing that. So um, yeah, you can't you can't be making those kind of mistakes. But as far as the chemistry of those two guys goes, I don't know if you want to just give it time and hope they work it out. But uh, I, I don't think we've seen enough of it yet. I guess is what I'm saying. I, I feel <laughs> unfortunately, hopefully we don't end up seeing more of the same of this kind of thing because that'll that'll just lead to more losses. But um, yeah, like I, I, I feel like, you know, those two guys are two good players. They should be able to, you know, handle it. I, I see them switching a lot too. I don't I'm not sure if that messes with them as well, but, um, yeah, that's, it's tough to see when, when that's supposed to be essentially your top pairing. No, I'm with you, Martian. You got to give him more time, but the decision to have Shabbat on the right side just boggles my mind. Like I, I just can't, I can't understand it, especially chicken was acquired and the big hype around him was that he can play the right, right. side. And like we saw how many times last year did Shabbat make terrible turnovers 
trying to transition the puck up the ice in his own end. So why then would you make things more difficult on him and put him on his offside? Like, uh, maybe this is just one of those things that just grinds my gears more than, than usual and I need to calm down on it, but... That really frustrates me, and uh, I hope this experiment doesn't last too long. It really upsets you, right, Pilsy? It, it grinds my gears big time. Yeah. Uh, if you're looking up at the screen right now, these these bars, I don't really understand it. I'm not going to pretend to be an expert on it, but uh, if it's more on the right, it's good. If it's more on the left, it's not great. So it just kind of it's another tool to use where uh, you're sorted out, and it kind of follows the eye test. I mean, uh, two of our standouts are, are of the top three in this game, and then um, Pelzi, it looks like a lot of defensive minus for Drake Batherson while still having some uh, some offense in there. Show, as me, well. show me this who, from the who, first. Who period. makes these again, Ross? Because these are good. Like I always find that it does kind of line up with what I see as well, which is which is kind of nice. It is, and I should give it. It's hockey stat cards. You can follow them on Twitter at hockey stat cards. Yeah, I see those around. I li- I like that. Yeah, it's very nice tool. So credit to them. Really appreciate them uh, for for putting those out for every game. So it's got to be automated, right? Um, that said, fellas, 5-3 five, five, loss, opening game this season. Senators lost their opening game last year as well to Buffalo. It was a hard-fought game on the road. Then they lost in Toronto, but then they came home and won all five games of their five-game homestand. So they got to keep that that similar home energy for when they come back. But, boys, what is your final thoughts on this game? We are going to do a postcast after dark. We'll get to the chat a little bit more. Audio listeners. Tune in to Locked On Senators tomorrow, wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to check out the postcast after dark, you can go onto the YouTube channel and watch the replay of it. All right. With that, Martian, your uh, your overwhelming thoughts going into tomorrow. Yeah, it's it's just don't overreact to it, I guess, is what I, I'm going to go with here. I, th- I feel like, you know, it was a tough matchup on the road. First game of the year. You're missing your two top centermen. The goaltending kind of fell apart at the end. I mean, let's just let's just give it a little bit of a wash here. We're, we're going to win on Saturday, and then hopefully on Sunday too, and then and then they'll be back up there, two and one after three. That's fine. Thoughts for me on this one wrapping up is it was tough watching some of the bad penalties by star players at the end of this game, like t- that Timmy tripping penalty behind the Hurricanes net. Now, mind you, a lot of these are probably because they're just gassed. Like that—that's a lazy play. Where if he has um, full full tank, he's probably not doing that. And then Brady with the cross-checking penalty on Pesci at the end. Like, there's just there's no reason for that. That's frustration. So, my kind of wrapping thoughts is going to be: if you're getting down and you're getting tired, you can't be taking dumb penalties like that. Like that—that's something they're going to have to contain here, and they're going to have to hold their frustrations in. Yeah, and he didn't even pick a star player either, eh? Yeah. <laughs> um, some things, some old habits just die hard. Like the Senators losing to open the season, unfortunately. But we're keeping the faith around here. Pelzi and I were kind of expecting a loss here tonight. You're in Carolina. It's a tough environment. It was a fun game, man. They battled back. Like, they could have rolled over and died the first time they went down two goals. But uh, bang, bang, and they were right back in it until the third. And then... They just got outclassed, so they're not they're not there yet. If if there is such thing as having a measuring stick game this early in the season, which I'm unsure if that is real, uh, they aren't there yet with the Carolinas and the top tiers. But are they up there with the Philadelphias of the world? They better be, and that's the next opponent who's coming to Ottawa 1 p.m. Eastern on Saturday. Okay, stick around for the postcast after dark, but for now, we say goodbye for Brandon Pillar and the Martian. I'm Ross Levitan. This has been the first 
of 82 plus postcast this season from the Locked On Senators podcast. It's also brought to you by the Glebe Central Pub. Check them out, 779 Bank Street. Make sure you let them know Locked On Senators sent you and click the link below in the bio, glebecentralpub.com, and you will be taken where you can get on the Sens shuttle for select games throughout the season.